This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, your host on Diversity Bites, the program for everybody who understands the challenges inherent in creating a more diverse workforce. Join us as we explore the strategies and mindsets needed to transcend statistics, increase belonging, and unlock higher performance. Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to Diversity Bites. I'm the creator of the Everybody Thrives program, which is for companies looking to unlock the full power of all their people. We're continuing to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is kicking imposter syndrome to the curb. And we're just about wrapping up our series here, and today I'm going to reveal one of the crucial final steps that helped me after years of suffering with this, um, and especially a, a, a recent bout where it was getting pretty bad, uh, what I needed to do to finally kick imposter syndrome to the curb. So just to recap how we got to this point, um, the first realization was when I was trying to use external validation or external energy and thinking and ideas to try to uh, convince myself that I wasn't an imposter, that failed miserably because I could always out-argue in my own mind uh, those third parties. So then I figured, well, maybe I need to do it myself and be my, be my own best advocate. But unfortunately, the part of me that's arguing for imposter syndrome was much more powerful than the one uh, that was arguing against it. So that also failed miserably. Uh, and then the first breakthrough was when I realized that it was my resistance to this idea that was creating the energy to uh, keep that idea in place. So somewhat counterintuitively, um, the first realization I had was to give that imposter sort of voice or that imposter feeling its own acknowledgement and voice. And the way I ended up doing that, and there's probably other ways you can do that, is by uh, writing on top of a piece of paper, I am an imposter, and then just stream of consciousness writing all the reasons why I felt that way or might feel that way. Not whether it's true or not, um, but just the thoughts that were supporting that framework in my mind. Uh, and then after that, over the course uh, of several days or weeks, I continued to reflect on what I had written. I would reread it. It, wa it wasn't really for editing. It was more just for acknowledging and processing, you know, processing, processing what was down there and identifying certain themes uh, that were there. Some were sort of ridiculous things that I could quickly say that doesn't make any sense. And others were uh, deeper things and some were in between. But what I did notice were there were certain themes that kept on recurring over and over and over. And I started to realize that that probably is part of the key to unlocking it. So then um, the next key step was understanding what was the need underneath those themes? What was that? What was the need that feeling like an imposter or uh, taking the uh, identity of an imposter? What was the need that it was fulfilling? And that's pretty counterintuitive, too, right? Like you would think, oh, you know, thinking that you're a hero or that you're great, that would be the thing that fulfills the need. But actually... Uh, the imposter syndrome and that feeling was actually fulfilling a very deep-seated need. And I'm talking about like almost a primal need from your youngest 
years and as you develop and throughout your whole development. So it's not something that's very easy to change or uh, kick or to logically just say, oh, okay, now all of a sudden I believe or feel differently. So here we are. We're on the last step. So I've identified what the need is. Well, so what, Joe? What are you going to do about it next? So this next step, and I'm not going to get into details of, you know, what exactly I said to myself, um, because it's somewhat personal. Um, But in general, what I ended up doing was trying to figure out, okay, what are alternate ways that I could meet that need, right? More healthy, more engaged, more empowering ways to meet the need instead of feeling, acting, being like an imposter. Now, there's a really important key here. Uh, It's very, very difficult to just um, make something go away psychologically, right? Just to negate something. It's much more effective and powerful to replace something that existed with something else. But that replacement has to make sense, right? You, you, you can't go from one thing to another and have the two totally be disconnected because the original thing that's in there um, has been formed and makes sense to you and has been uh, very resilient over the years, and that's why it's there. So you have to come up with something that replaces it but that also acknowledges the need, right? It can't just be a wish or a dream, but it has to acknowledge like, hey, if instead of being an imposter... I am this or that, or I see things in this way or act in a different way, I will still meet that need without having to resort to being an imposter. So that took a while for me as well. Um, Again, if you're not really into self-reflection, then this isn't going to work for you or it'll be really painful and and you'll quit. And even if you're not into self-reflection, to get to the point Uh, where I was able to kick imposter syndrome to the curb, I had to suffer. And even though I don't like self-reflection myself, I'd rather be watching Netflix or just hanging out, um, I had to go through this. It was necessary to go through the briar patch to get to this point and suffer and just sit with yourself very uncomfortably and sort of face these truths and not have the answers right away and struggle over and over until finally understanding, wait a second, There's a different way, a more empowered way, a healthier way to meet this need besides being an imposter. And then I started to feel the curtains open, the clouds open, the sunshine to come through. And what do you think I did next? Exactly. I started writing it down. I started writing down, okay, this is how I'm going to react now. This is who I am as opposed to I am an imposter. Now I am And I replaced it with the thing that was replacing the imposter. Now, of course, this doesn't happen overnight. Um, You still have to live it, right? But that, that breakthrough was just grasping at a really deeper level what was going on and being able to pivot and, and, and transform it into something that still acknowledged the need, but in a healthier way, which wasn't being an imposter. So I still have the paper somewhere with where I, where I wrote all this stuff down. I used to look at it from time to time, but I'm happy to report. I don't need to look at it anymore. The, the imposter syndrome after doing that, after maybe a year or two, it just, it never comes back anymore. Do I still get anxious when I have big assignments or big challenges? Yes. 
Sure. Uh, do I still get nervous before a big presentation? Sometimes, sure. But I no longer feel like an imposter at all. So the imposter syndrome totally went away. Um, I'm totally owning my value and my uh, self-esteem and my self-worth. And it has made a tremendous difference in my performance and my higher performance. And sometimes when people ask how I do this or how I'm able to do that, um, I don't really tell them this because it sounds kind of cheesy, but I'm telling you underneath it all, this has been the fundamental thing that has really taken my performance, I'd say in the last few years to the next level. Uh, and performance, not just in how hard I work, but in terms of my mind and how I can perceive things and how relaxed I am so I can uh, get better ideas and how I can connect with people. All of that, all of that, the key to that was to overcome my imposter syndrome because the imposter syndrome was taking up valuable space in my brain, valuable energy, draining from my creativity, draining from my impact that I could provide to others. So I should make a course about this. <laughs> Hopefully it can help people. I really believe uh, it can help a lot of people and, and it helped me so much. I wrote an article um, about it a while ago. I'll try to remember to include a link to the article in the show notes for this one. Uh, and then uh, in the next episode, I'll just uh, go over a final summary. So thanks so much for listening to Diversity Bites. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. If you'd like to get access to exclusive episodes, bonus content, and other benefits, all while supporting the show, please click the subscribe link in the show notes. Remember, when it comes to higher performance, Diversity Bites, belonging delights.